Hey there. Welcome to episode 13 of the Firehouse Forum podcast. I'm David Timberline, Community Engagement Manager at Firehouse Theater. Thanks for tuning in. I'm going to run through some housekeeping really quickly because we have two great guests today. Jill Barry Steinberg, who is a longtime Richmond favorite, and she's going to be talking about Appropriate, which is opening at Cadence Theater. And she's also going to talk about her long career here in Richmond as a leading lady. And we also are going to be talking to Levi Merovich. He is the playwright. He's an actor in town, but is also a playwright who is the man behind One in Four that is wrapping up this weekend at Firehouse Theater. Come out for the last three chances to see One in Four uh, this weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Showtime is at 730 It's a great show. It's been getting some good reviews. And then one other piece of, two other pieces of housekeeping, Firehouse Radio Players will be next Tuesday, May 1st, here at Firehouse at 7.30. That's always a good time. And then next weekend, starting on May 5th, we have a limited run, two performances of Edward Albee's At Home at the Zoo. A few weeks ago, we spoke to Cooper Zved. He is directing that show. It's uh, two Edward Albee one-acts kind of mashed together with a, a through line going through both shows. Very interesting show um, with a dynamic young cast. Hope you'll come out and check that one out. So that's our housekeeping for the day. Uh, let's talk to Jill Berry. All right, we're in the room with Jill Berry Steinberg. Hi, JB. Hello, Dave. <laughs> How are you doing? Good, good. good. Happy well, to be here. Yeah, well, I'm glad you're here. I have to say that Jill Berry is one of my favorite people in Richmond. Aww. And what you probably, I don't know if you remember this, but when I was just still pretty much starting out as a reviewer, I had done reviews and I maybe had done some phone interviews, but you were the first like in-person interview that I ever did. <gasps> I like didn't in know like that. before Syringa Tree, like in 2004-ish, 2003, mm-hmm. 2004. We sat at um, White Dog. Yeah, that's right. And you were just so personable and so nice. And I was like, wow, theater people are so great. And so, <laughs> which of course I've, you know, I now have met more theater people and it's not universal. But at that time I was like, and one of the things, and I'll, I'll get into like some background on you in a second. But one of the things okay. that you said in that first interview mm-hmm. that I always remember is you were talking about stage fright. Mm-hmm. And I, Having seen you in things like How I Learned to Drive and, you know, Heathen Valley and a lot of things that you had been, had done that I'd already seen you before I met you, my, the thought that you had stage fright was just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and knowing what you were about to do in Syringa Tree, I was like, how can you have stage fright? So do you still have stage fright? I do, yeah. of course. It's, um, I will say, I don't want to jinx myself, <laughs> but as I'm getting older, mm-hmm. it, there's, there's less of it. There's more of a, I'm going to do this attitude. <laughs> right. And that helps. I mean, I think it's still there, but I'm overcoming. I have um, developed ways to talk myself out of that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> a little. Yeah. You would think after maybe a couple decades, you, you'd get I think that's it? part of the excitement too. Yeah. And I think that helps motivate everything. You have, right. There has to be some fear or else... Why do it? Yeah. Well, it gets your adrenaline going. Right. Right. It's, I'm a junkie. <laughs> okay. Oh, now we know the truth. <laughs> right. That's a well, theater junkie. Let me just clear that be up. Be clear about that. All right. Well, you came to Richmond in 1986, which is the same year I came to Richmond. So, you know, clearly oh, all the best people came. That's right. <laughs> that was a good year, Dave. That's right. A lot of the great things that I've seen you in 
particularly back in the day, were things like How I Learned to Drive, Heathen Valley, Cripple of Inishman, a lot of theater gym shows. And so now you're back in theater gym with Appropriate. Mm-hmm. It opens this weekend with Cadence. You've also worked with Anna Seneschal Johnson several times. Mm-hmm. Um, so is it a little bit like coming back home? To it's a very this? comfortable feeling. Yeah. It, so that's always a good place to start. The theater gym space has obviously a big place in my heart, as does Anna when um, from my children, my Africa. Okay. Really, that I think producing that show, having um, Theater 4 at the time, having us um, in that space and getting Anna to direct it, I think was a good showcase. Mm -hmm. A little friend of mine, Steve Paragard, saw that play. I didn't (laughs) know him at the time. (laughs) And he called me and asked me to audition for Wendy and Peter Pan. And that Mm -hmm. just kind of was the first show that I did at the Empire or the... November theater now. So I think that launched a lot of, of things. And it was just a really special, obviously, I, I love Fugard. So mm. that was a special play. Mm. And then, and then I just got lucky to do a lot of shows in that space. Yeah. So I really fell in love with that space. It was, it's great. It's, even though it's small, right. it can be so epic. Oh, yeah. You know, well, and, and some of the shows that have been there are also, they're not your like frothy musicals exactly. Right. So is Which that, I love musicals. Yeah. But is that, is that the kind of material you're particularly drawn to as well? Of course. I yeah. love dark. I love funny, dark, funny comedy yeah. that makes you think, you know, laughing, crying, all those things that, <laughs> and this appropriate, I'm sure we'll talk about, uh, eventually, um, <laughs> uh, is one of those shows that you go, Oh, this is why this is one of the great things about telling a story about doing theater mm-hmm. is that this is going to bring up a lot of uncomfortable feelings, yeah. which is wonderful questions and all the things that you want to evoke in, right. in audience members. Yeah. Uh, one of the shows that you did that I really loved your performance in particular is uh, Beauty Queen and Lenon, which I know now was the first performance enrichment of Alexander Sapp. So. Oh, it was. <laughs> oh, gosh. He walked into the audition and we, I mean, everyone was so strong, but we, I was, I just knew that something special was happening when really? I saw him read. Yeah, That's I really did. I was going to ask you, was it I really something did. That from the beginning you just, yeah. Said, well, yeah. he's done some pretty amazing stuff. Since. I know. <laughs> I didn't even rec, I just saw River Diddy on Friday and I did not recognize him oh, really? for a while. Yeah. And then I was like, oh my goodness, you know, he's <laughs> thrilling to watch always. Well, and now he's going to be right across the lobby from you. That's right. <laughs> So when you were doing or doing appropriate now that you're in rehearsals for it, one of the things that the playwright, Brandon Jacob Jenkins, has said, quoting from the playwright, mm-hmm. um, he says, I ended up deciding I would steal something from every play that I liked and put things together in a play and cook the pot and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Does it feel like that it as sh- you're doing? Absolutely. Yeah. It's a little like August Osage County on crack. <laughs> if that's appropriate <laughs> to say, I don't know. As as crazy as that show is, this kind of take. I think there's another level to it because it's a little more than f- than family drama and addictions and all the horrible things that can happen. Right. It's a little more global and deals with obviously race. Right. And this playwright, oh my goodness, <laughs> kind of just makes you want to read and then see anything that he's written. Oh really? Yeah, I really am, and I'm in love with his writing. And a lot of times that people don't know when they see a play is when you read a script, the author writes a lot of stage direct, like uh-huh, you can uh-huh. tell the lot, sometimes the stage directions were written by the stage manager, right. like in the first production, but you can tell when the, um, direct, when the, um, sorry, author writes them. Yeah. And 
the audience never gets to read that, but we as actors get to read that, <laughs> right. or anyone that reads the play itself reads that, and it's just so wonderful. Yeah, I don't know how, really how else to describe it, right. but if you never knew that, pick up a script sometime and you know, yeah. read Does it, it, it feel after like, you see a play. Is it almost like little love notes to the cast or something like that? Or is, No, it's uh, well, a little bit. It's yeah. clues about things that will happen. It's written in his voice, you know, oh, okay. and, yeah. and um, really puts you in the mindset of the characters in the play, and even in this case, the house, because that's a whole other character, really. Oh, really? It's a plantation. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so perfect to be done in Richmond, right. then, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, your character, who is uh, Rachel, mm-hmm. right? Is def- I went back and looked at one of the New York Times articles about the show, mm-hmm. is described, at least in this article, as defensively Jewish. I'm sure, <laughs> I, I'm not sure if you would agree. I don't know what you are talking about. <laughs> is that something that, <laughs> I mean, how, how, how does that come across? In the That's way? funny, because I would not have obviously thought of her that way. Mm-hmm. I would have thought of her as a, a Jewish woman. Okay. <laughs> and I think that I understand the reason that she says everything she says. Okay. I suppose that you, she does get, I, she does get defensive. <laughs> right. Putting, you know, ha- having been put in some positions that she's put in. Right. And so that is absolutely, that's correct, of course. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> but it doesn't come from nowhere. She just doesn't start off like, right. hey. Yeah. Okay. So it's not something that uh, she's wearing on her sleeve. It's something that's brought up during the course of the right. Play. Okay. I mean, then it's then it's out there. So <laughs> what are you going to do? So I guess you didn't really have to do a whole lot of research for the character. Or did um, you? Well, the research <laughs> that I did wasn't about being Jewish, mm-hmm. so that's an easy part to know. Right. It was more about where she personally came from and how she found herself in this family at this time in this moment. You know, all the backstories and things right. like that that you do as an actor. Okay. So it had little to do with religion. Right. Because that's all there. Yeah. I, it's, I can't get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> right. That just, that just comes with the package. That's right. right. That's, that's me. <laughs> okay. There's a big thing that the plot turns on that I'm not sure if you guys are talking about or not. Is it, can we, can we say it? What you find when you go back? Cause it, cause I would rather it, not. I think that that's a big, I, I mean, I wouldn't. Yeah. Okay. That's I would good. rather people not know because I think that is a big discovery. Right. And then, you know. And then everything kind but of flows. But clearly in. something happens. <laughs> something <laughs> so that, something a, is revealed. Right. And so a family and is, is coming together. not pretty. Yeah. Yeah. And it has to do with race and it has to do with mm-hmm. the kind of patriarch of the family. Right. He Well, he dies. Yeah. So, um, and that's always, isn't that always a wonderful reason for the family that has to see each other? Uh, yeah. That doesn't want to. <laughs> right. Um, it's one of those things in life that, and you know, we've all been there. You really can't get around it. Yeah. So that's a great place for a playwright to put. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you got to get a family together in one room and they have to stay there. <laughs> right. The pressure's built in right, right. there. Yeah. It's already there. So you're working with Anna and yes. you've worked with Steve Paragard mm-hmm. quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Is there... When you're working with people you've worked with quite a lot, is there a shorthand that develops? Is there things like you kind of know, even almost before Anna says it, what she's trying to get across? Or is it a brand new process based on whatever new work you're going at? Well, it depends on the work it does. But like, say, one of the pers- people that you didn't mention that I did a lot of shows in that space with is Carrie Warmold. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that she would agree with me that sometimes I could probably look at her and I know what she's going to say. Okay. <laughs> But then she's also not very predictable. Right. So, you know, I'm always listening. And she's, you know, a f- strong force, wonderful, wonderful director. Right. And with Steve, I think it's more that I just, I just know him really well. Uh-huh. So, uh, and we don't work together all that much. We have recently, but yeah. we didn't 
Um, although I will work with him on things mm-hmm. and bounce, you know, ideas around. Mm-hmm. We, um, we've done, I can count probably on one hand the shows that we have oh, done really? that okay. he's directed. Mm-hmm. We've been in a couple. So since you've been around for a while, you've been a lot. <laughs> Are you calling me old? No, well, see, I was going to say, <laughs> I'm well seasoned. I, I call myself old pretty. <laughs> Free, freely, so um, you are just a veteran and a well-loved veteran. That's all. I'm you are say. so kind, Dave. You say the nicest things to me. But That's so uh, kind because you've had this experience for you know a few decades now. How do you see as the Richmond theater scene changed over the years? I, I see it growing like crazy yeah. in an amazing way with the younger companies. What I love is seeing so many talented people stay. Mm, yeah. Um, or come from other cities and stay. There's more opportunity. There's, um, there's just a younger crowd. There's a, there's a mm. cool young vibe. There's new work being done everywhere. All, mm. not just with the younger companies, but with, you know, Virginia Rep too. There's mm. just a ton of things. I feel like we're really rich in the sense that if you feel whatever kind of play you feel like going to, Mm. I want to go see a musical. I kind of feel like going to see something really juicy, or right. I want to see a farce, or I want to see Shakespeare, right. or I want to see something really dark and it's going to make me cry. That that's going to be happening somewhere. Yeah, that's a great perspective. Yeah, it's but really also fun. it's a great lead into our second interview today is with Levi Merovich from New Puppets. So, oh, cool, doing a new show. So, yeah, thanks, wonderful. thanks for giving me my lead in. Sure. Hey. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for coming in and talking. I hope uh, appropriate. I'm sure it's going to be awesome. All the shows oh, that happen there are pretty awesome. It is. And I just want to say the cast and the crew, everyone that I'm working with there are amazing. Yeah. And it's one of those experiences you know that you're going to remember and it's going to be just cherished. And it's a it's a play that I think should... <sighs> <laughs> The themes in the play are required. People have to, if anything's going to change, we have to confront some ugly truths. And that's what this show is doing? Yeah. Okay. Anyway. I love ending on a high note. (laughs) Well, it's, you know, we've dropped a couple mysterious mysterious bits here, and so hopefully that'll get people to come out and see. Cool, good. All right. And it's good. (laughs) Well, awesome. Okay, well, thank you very much. Thank you, Dave. All right, we're back here with Levi Merovich. Thank you for coming in. Of course, thank you for having me. Yeah, make I said the name right, right? You sure did. Merovich, <laughs> all right. So there's many reasons to talk to you. Um, <laughs> you are a very busy actor these days, mm-hmm. out on the road with Virginia Rep's touring company, but you have also were in Shakespeare in Love. I was, Virginia yes. Rep. A few years back, you were in Quill's Assassins here at Firehouse. Mm-hmm. And um, you are going to be in Preludes coming up next month. Yeah, I'm very excited about that one. Yeah, we're all excited about that. (laughs) Uh, But one of the main reasons I wanted to bring you in is that you are also the playwright behind our current production, One in Four, being produced by New Puppies, mm-hmm. um, which I've said before on the bo- podcast, New Puppies, and I totally screwed up, so sorry about that. It's it's very easy to mess up. <laughs> we've got New Puppies, we've got New Poopus, we get it all. <laughs> That's great. Uh, so what is New... Do you know what New Puppies means? New Puppies is a, a star in a okay. constellation, and I'm awful because I forget what the name of the constellation is, but it's a ship, and New Puppies is the poop deck. 
Oh, all right. So the whole philosophy behind the name is it's this very like highbrow intellectual name. Ah, the new puppets, it's a star, but really it's a poop joke. <laughs> and I think that really helps you understand a lot of what we're about. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I get it. All right. Well, so the show one in four, to give a bad and quick synopsis, <laughs> is about four roommates who are all aliens, but don't realize that the other three, other than them, are not aliens. Yes. Right? So where did this idea come from? I... I was back in 2016. I started writing this back in June of 2016. Mm. And I was thinking about aliens. And I was thinking about just sort of the idea of, you know, what would they be like if they were trying to learn how to be people. And I've always, always been very into aliens, always been very into the concept of, like, friendly, bumbling idiots. (laughs) Because that's, like, who I am and who my friends are. Okay. And I was also about to move into my first apartment with three uh, new roommates. Okay, so, right. so I was like, what if, what if <laughs> they were all aliens and I was also an alien? Yeah. And so, that's life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, you, and you're going into a situation you don't know what to expect. Exactly. You know, they could be really nice or they could be evil aliens. Mm-hmm. Right, right, yeah. mm-hmm. So you're not so much into the like, Evil taking over the world aliens, though. I, I, I just, that's not how I like my aliens. I, I like them friendly and I like them stupid. Yeah. Okay. Well. <laughs> because if, if we're so friendly and stupid, mm-hmm. I can't imagine other intelligent life wouldn't be. Okay. Well, that's good for us as a, as a race, I guess. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> so. This first debuted at the DC Fringe Festival, right? Mm-hmm. Now that you've seen it in a second production, have, has it changed or morphed over time or it, is it's morphed a little there were a couple small edits to the script after fringe uh nothing crazy nothing major mm-hmm. but there there's a different energy to this production okay. the first one was very it was at fringe and it was the first time it was ever done and it was very like high stakes exciting like ooh, <laughs> all right let's what's gonna happen with it right. and we quickly figured out like like it's good we have a good team we have okay. four amazing actors you know we have two really amazing directors and we we're like we're confident in this like oh, we we don't have a problem putting this on again and feeling confident in it oh great so i felt definitely with three because matt riley who plays uh lou is mm. new he's a new addition okay but dixon rachel and jess are all they're from the the french run okay so, so there was definitely this energy of like we know what we're doing. We got this. We're, we're here to do this. <laughs> right. And it, it's great. I love it both times. Okay. As the playwright, do you have input into what's happening or have they, I, have you kind of given it over at this point? I purposefully don't. Yeah. I don't want to be the player going, that's not how I pictured it. <laughs> right. I, you know, I trust Connor and Malin and I trust my actors. So yeah. here's the script and do what you do. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the stuff you see on stage in that show is Connor and Malin yeah. and like their amazing brains. So is this something that you're going, are you working on something else at this point? Are you? I, I have a couple other scripts. I have one that's finished mm-hmm. um, and that I'm currently trying to figure out how i want to go around shopping it out all right um i'm working on a few other things a couple more alien based things because i mean if it it ain't broke don't fix it (laughs) (laughs) well and people are fascinated with aliens you Mm -hmm. know the new marvel movie is going to come out it's all about it's all about aliens yeah all right well i have a question for you and this is you know i i think you you're great and i've seen you in you know, I saw you in Assassins, really liked you in that. Thank you. In Shakespeare in Love, you played a character 
that had a stutter. Mm-hmm. And I know in my review, I kind of said, eh, it's kind of an annoying thing. I, some of the other reviews came out also kind of mentioned that. Mm-hmm. I was wondering from an actor's standpoint, whether you read reviews and so you didn't even know that was happening or if you read that and if it changed your perspective or anything. I, I read reviews just because mm-hmm. I'm curious. Yeah. I like to see what people think. I'm, I'm not afraid to admit that. Yeah. I... I went into that process terrified because the movie came out in 97, 98. And back then it was funny to make fun of people who aren't like us. (laughs) It's like, he has a stutter. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the joke. And in 2017, it's a very different climate. And it's objectively, it's not like that's not a joke. Somebody with a stutter is not funny. It's how the person with the stutter interacts with people who don't have stutters is where the joke happens. And I, I mean, I was definitely trying to be cautious and not overdo it, not go crazy with it, but it was tough. It's, it was definitely a lot of, I was asking myself all the time, like, how do I make this an okay joke? Right. And did you get any assistance from the director? In oh, that yeah. yeah. Uh, our director, Jen My- Weinman, is excellent. And she she helped me with it. And yeah. 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 Well, I just, it's interesting from watching it from the outside, mm-hmm. you never really know how much is. No, I was, I was painfully aware that it was <laughs> like very risky. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, well, you took the risk. Mm-hmm. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask you about a little bit about your background. So you're from Burke, Virginia. I am. Which is Northern Virginia ish. Yeah. It's Fairfax County. It's about 25, 30 minutes out of DC. Okay. And so my, my wife grew up in Northern Virginia and I know that there's Northern Virginia, depending on where you are, can be dramatically different. So are you, were you from, a more rural part like i know people who lived on farms in northern virginia right versus like true suburbia i was i grew up in a suburb i grew up in a suburb i grew up close to dc i it was boring (laughs) i mean there were three frozen yogurt places within walking distance from my house oh man and that's what we did frozen yogurt and laser tag it's the good place that was my (laughs) essentially yeah i grew up in the good place and it was a great place to grow up mm. because it's very safe. It's a nice area. You know, I never like, as a kid, I never felt like I wasn't in a good place. Okay. Good place. Good good place. place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I came to Richmond for VCU. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was such a huge dramatic difference because I came from this very like idyllic suburbia where it's like all the houses look the same and right. everyone knows each other and you yeah. wave and smile. And I got to Richmond and I was like, Oh, this is a city. Yeah. And it, it's a very different lifestyle. And I immediately fell in love with it. I love this town and I don't really love cities. No, oh, really? Like, when I was younger, going into D.C., even going to New York, I was very nervous all the time. But yeah. I never really felt that way here yeah. in Richmond. Well, we're yeah. cozy. We're friendly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, and so your family is originally from Prague, right? Well, I, I spent the first couple of years of my life in Prague oh, because right. my dad used to work for the State Department. Okay. Um, so we were stationed in Prague for about four or five years. All right. So I was there for a while. And Prague is great, besides the the rampant anti-Semitism. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, small detail. <laughs> small price to pay. So, have you been back since you were just... No, I'd love to. Uh, I'd okay. really love to. All right. Well, I'm going this summer. So. Are you really? Yeah, yeah. That's very exciting. I'll send you a postcard. Oh, please. Please do. <laughs> so, we're in the very beginning stages of Preludes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the character you play in Preludes plays virtually every big name in Russian history. Yeah. You know, like Tolstoy. And that's Chekhov. intimidating. Yeah. I, I got the script 
script and I'm like, oh, I'm playing Tchaikovsky. (laughs) (laughs) And it is a little intimidating, but it's also incredibly exciting and incredibly like I play six characters in the show. And making them all different and all the same Mm. is is the challenge because it's one track. It's the master. And the way I see it, it's everyone who's affected Rachmaninoff, everyone Mm. who's taught him something, and it's everyone who's been affected by him. Okay. The master is sort of like the audience surrogate at times. Okay. It's a very interesting character. (laughs) Well, yeah, it seems like it's going to be a serious acting challenge, too. (laughs) Fingers crossed. (laughs) So are you doing any research, like, into the, like, historical background of these guys? Um, a bit. I wanted to see if there was any, like, documentation of, like, quirks they had or, mm-hmm. like, actual physical things they did that I could maybe, oh, like, okay. be yeah. like, oh, well, this is something Chekhov did or, like, right. something Tchaikovsky did. Like, was Chekhov actually depressed or was he just good at writing that? Like, <laughs> right. stuff like that. Oh, cool. Well... That's, you, you're so busy. I mean, it's kind of <laughs> crazy. Everybody I talk to seems to have 14 things going on. It's, so. You have to stay busy. Yeah. It seems to be the, the way in Richmond Theater World. Yeah. So, well, we're looking forward to Preludes. Everybody should go out to see one in four last three performances this weekend. Yes. So go see Levi's work on the stage. Fantastic. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. All righty. Thank you to Jill Barry Steinberg for coming in and talking about Appropriate, which is opening this weekend at Cadence Theater in the Little Theater, Theater Gym Space at Virginia Rep, opening this weekend, and also Levi Merovit for talking about One in Four, which is wrapping up its two-weekend run here at Firehouse. Hope you enjoyed the show. Just one final note is we're going to skip next week. We're, we're in that space where there's no shows opening for a couple weeks, and so we'll have our next podcast in two weeks. Hope you'll come back for that show. Until Until then, take care. Bye.